All right, so at this time every single year, there is an uptick in the number of entrepreneurs hiring support and hiring coaches to help them get to their goals. But not all coaches are created equal and a great coach for someone else may not be a great coach for you. So in this episode of the Goal Get It podcast, I am breaking down a simple process that you can go through to make sure you are choosing the right coach for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Goal Get It podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hayworth. You're in the right place if you're an online women entrepreneur who is tired of constantly hustling, but you're still not reaching those big business and life goals. Each week, I'll share effective strategies for building, running, and up-leveling your profitable business, productivity hacks to help you maximize your limited time and energy, and some guidance on exactly how to tailor all that advice specifically to you and your business so you can start taking action on it immediately. So, are you ready to dive in? All right, so this is the first episode of 2022 of the Goal Get It podcast. And so at the beginning of the year, we are setting goals and getting excited and really like motivating ourselves. And in doing that, we often are finding holes in the things that we already know how to do or or do it really, really well, right? And so coaching or hiring somebody on those things that you don't already know how to do is a a thing that a lot of people are doing right now. In in December, in January, in February, people are hiring coaches at a larger rate because you are thinking about all the things that you want to do this year that you may not have the expertise on, or you want to increase the amount of um, progress you're able to make in a shortened amount of time. In doing that, I've also seen that there's a lot of anxiety and questions that come up when it's time to actually start hiring a coach to make sure that a potentially four or five figure investment isn't going to waste and isn't something that you um, aren't going to feel really, really good about, right? That's not the way to uh, get started with a new coach is, is feeling like it was a complete waste of time. So I know all about this. I had, whenever I first started my business back in 2018, I had a series of really interesting coaching experiences that all equal to my very first coach, right? So in July of 2018, we were on vacation and I had made the decision that I was opening up my own business. At the time, it was done for you systems setups, right? For online entrepreneurs, a little bit different than what I do now, but I was still convinced that it was time for me to start my own business. And knowing that, what like knowing that you're starting your business, knowing that there are other people who are out there who have done the thing that you want to do, you obviously go and find somebody who can help you do the thing or do it faster, right? Because time is such a valuable resource that we have. So in summer of 2018, in July, I was on vacation with my family and I had a sales call with a coach. And she, we were on the call for like an hour and a half or something like that. And she was like, you know what? I really think I can help you. I really think I can help you get the clients that you want to get. So here's the investment. It was going to be like a three month program. It was $7,500. Keep in mind, I hadn't made a dollar in my business at this point. And so, but I was super, super pumped really great salespeople. You'll get off a sales call and be super pumped. It's just what they do. Right? So I 
I was like, I want to do this really, really well. I want to do this with a bang. I don't want this to be another thing that I never fully see through. And so I went to my mom and my husband, who I was on vacation with, and said, guys, I'm super, super excited about this. I just need $7,500 to do this. And I was going to have to take it out of our personal savings, my husband and I's personal savings, in order to invest in this. And my family was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're getting, I mean, I think you can do this, but how about a lower like investment? Like basically they were trying to mitigate the risk at the time. I did not appreciate it. And even now, like there's, there's a whole episode in here about supportive family members that I will do at some point. But the idea here was basically, I got my feelings hurt. I thought they thought that I couldn't do it. And so I dropped it. I was like, fine. I will do this myself, which meant I had to go make money before I could invest money. Fast forward three months and it's September of 2018, fall 2018. I have started my business. I have actually signed my first client. Keep in mind, it was like a $200 investment in me, but it was still an investment in me and and I had proven that I could do it, right? I get on a sales call with a different coach promising me the exact same thing. In fact... It was at the exact program, basically, um, just taught from somebody else. And here's the kicker. It was only a $5,000 investment rather than a $7,500 investment. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. I went to my husband and I said, you know what? I know I can do this. We're going to take it out of personal savings and I can pay it back before the end of the year. I have that much belief in myself. I have that much belief in what it is that I'm doing. And my husband being a total pro at this was like, you do what you got to do, babe. I, I believe in you. Get you a husband that, or, or a partner that absolutely believes in you the way that he believes in me. That that's a tangent, but if you're, if you're going to connect yourself with somebody, get you somebody that absolutely believes in you. Right? So I paid in full, put down the $5,000 and over the next three months was wildly underwhelmed. And, and If you listen back to episode 48, which is all about my behind the scenes, what I would have done differently in my regrets episode, you'll know that this is, this is one of the things that I had on that regrets episode because it wasn't actually what I needed at the time. I, I basically was like, you know what you've done, you've made money as an online entrepreneur. I haven't yet teach me all the things but it wasn't what I needed. And I did not come away feeling like I had, I got my return on investment either emotionally or actually financially. I absolutely did not. I actually ended that year making $800 total in my business. So made $800, spent $5,000. I was definitely not in the black, right? So just, just something to consider. But in doing that, in having that coaching experience, in knowing that the coach didn't coach in a way that I needed or in the container was a group container in that I was supposed to be part of a group, but there was never actually any camaraderie among the group. And the coach didn't even get to know anything about me. So there were a lot of things that after I got over my initial irritation, (laughs) we're going to call it irritation, that I look back and I was like, okay, what didn't work for me? What didn't do the thing? Like why, why wasn't I able to make this work? And some of it was the, the work that she was having me do wasn't aligned. Yes. Some of it was her lack of investment in me after I had invested $5,000 in her, but there there's all sorts of lessons to learn there. Right. And so 
Since then, I have hired one-on-one -on -one coaches, I have joined programs, I you know, had masterminds and retreats where I was hiring other people all in this idea of having a coach. I will say that that first coaching experience wasn't the only one where I bought into something, into a program, and the process didn't work for me or the way in which they were teaching just didn't work for me. So it's not like, oh, it was just bad luck as a beginner. It, it, it really is an ongoing process of understanding what it is that you need in the moment and who's going to be able to provide that for you, right? So knowing that, knowing all of those different things, I want to take all of the experience that I've had, not only around coaching other people, but also in hiring different coaches in different capacities for different things to give you a process so that you can kind of mitigate some of the anxiety, some of those questions, some of those that buyer's remorse that you're going to have when hiring somebody at this level, okay? So it's a pretty simple process. I'm gonna walk you step-by-step -step through it. So the first part of the process before you ever start setting up sales calls with potential coaches and things like that is to know yourself and know what it is that you're looking for. So I always ask my potential clients, my leads, what their Enneagram is and, and for them to know kind of what their default rhythms are and what it is that they need to be successful, okay? How do you best work? These are all really, really good questions to ask yourself before you ever start looking for a coach. So knowing yourself, knowing are you, do you do better in group settings whenever there is some camaraderie or do you do better whenever it's one-on-one -on -one and it's fast-tracked, right? Do you do better whenever there's some accountability and like ongoing help or do you need something that's like, I just need the initial like kick in the pants, the kickstart, and then I'm good, right? Do you need something that's super intensive where it's several days in a row where you're not doing or thinking about anything else? Or do you need something that fits into a longer schedule? All of those different things are really important questions to ask yourself before you go out and start looking for something. Because at this point, there are so many coaches, so many coaches in the online business space. So many people that are say that there are business coaches with specific niches that you are going to be able to find somebody that fits with you and not have to just settle, right? And that's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to settle for something that is going to be a complete waste of your time and money. So Enneagram is going to let you kind of know, it, it allows you to know how you, what your default modes are. I'm an Enneagram 8. I know I can come across as a challenger and a little bit brash and harsh, but I also know that whenever people come to me, they know that they're going to get tough love, right? Because I'm not going to let them sit in their excuses. I'm going to challenge them. And it's not coming from a place of ego for me. It's coming from a place of how I can help them. Knowing that a lot of my clients are Enneagram 1s, which are perfectionists, 3s, which are achievers, other challengers, or enthusiasts, sevens. So I know that about the clients that I work best with, what their Enneagram number is. That doesn't mean I don't work with twos or, you know, sixes or anything like that. It just means that whenever they come to me and they can tell me, here's my Enneagram, I know better how to tailor things to them. So knowing your Enneagram going into it and knowing how you best intake information and what it is that you need to feel good about any specific container, any specific relationship is important. 
know what your default rhythms are. Do you take a long time to process and implement things? Or is it something where somebody gives you a suggestion and you go and implement it right away? right? Knowing those, those default rhythms about yourself is really, really important. Knowing, do you need external accountability? Do you need weekly calls? Do you need that ongoing support in between? Do you need a one-time plan? Do you need that kind of intensive engagement versus an ongoing engagement? Again, do you, is the community aspect something that you need right now? Or is fast-tracking your success having very tailored one-on-one attention more important. And let's be honest, your budget's going to matter. I really want you to be honest with yourself. If you are wanting a multi-month, we're talking four, six, 12 month one-on-one engagement, it's going to be at least a high four figure or a five figure investment. If you think that somebody is going to spend 10 to 30 to 50 to 60 hours of one-on-one time with you over the next several months, for less than $1,000, you're going to be disappointed. Either because you're not gonna be able to find that or what you do find is going to be somebody who absolutely is not going to be able to deliver on it, okay? I also want to take this as an opportunity to, whenever you're like trying to understand where it is that you are and, and really knowing yourself and what it is that you're looking for, are you at a point where you feel like you're desperate? And the reason I say this is, I'll just go ahead and, and lay it out there. I'm an eight. You guys are going to have to get used to that. I want you to be wary of anyone who makes those too good to be promises or silver bullet solution promises. Okay. I want you to go into everything with eyes open. I want you to go into sales calls or uh, sales conversations, knowing that it isn't personal, but knowing that sales psychology is something that a lot of coaches are aware of and are getting really, really good at right? Just because somebody's good at sales doesn't mean that they're a good coach. And just because somebody is a good coach doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good at sales. So when I say, are you desperate? It's, are you going to be making a decision based on desperation for results right now, right now, right now? Or are you in a place where it's a nice to have versus a life or death kind of thing? And I say life or death just to kind of It's not really life or death. I don't think anything that we do as coaches is life or death as business coaches, but it's like, do you need this to work next month or you're done? Or have you given yourself the time and the space, right? Are you at the end? Like this is your last ditch effort or is this the next step? And the reason I say that is if you're in a desperate position, that is a really, really scary place to be if you're going to go hire a coach because you're going to make a decision based on fear rather than on fit. Okay. So the first part of the process is know yourself, know what you're looking for, have all the self-awareness, all the self-knowledge so that whenever you move on to step two, you have some really good filters. And I call these decision filters. It just basically means when you go out there to do your research, which is step two, that you aren't overwhelmed by all the options. You can easily start to put options, research, into categories. It can be this fits, this doesn't fit, this kind of fits, but these are the things that are off, right? And it's not all these options are valid options, right? So let's move on to step two, which is do your research. As you're looking for coaches, again, I I don't think this is something that you should do um, on a whim, right? That doesn't mean I've never hired anybody on a whim. 
again, live and learn. But given how many coaches I've hired, given the experiences that I've had, what I would say is you want to give yourself the opportunity to know, have they done the thing that you want to do or have they helped other people do the thing that you want to do, right? Have they gotten themselves or somebody else results? I want you to investigate teaching styles. The way that I teach is not necessarily how anybody else teaches. I am very, very specific in that the way I teach, I try to not necessarily like chameleon it, but I always feel like if I can customize an experience to whoever's in the room, whoever needs that, then that's going to get them the best results possible. And so I go into it with, okay, where are you at? What is it that you want to do? Here are the different options. Let's figure out what the best option is for you. Whereas some coaches are like, no, I know best. You need to do this step-by-step, copy and paste it. And this is what's going to get you the results that you want, right? Not saying one is better than the other. It's just, I know that given what it is that I do and who I work with, my way works really, really well with the people that that I've identified as my ideal client, right? So investigate teaching styles. Make sure that you listen to if they create videos or if they do freebies or, or lead magnets or something like that. Sign up for those things. See the depth and the level that you get from them. Look at... I want you to look past just the promises. I want you to look at the process as well. Look past, oh, I'll get you 10K months or I'll get you 20 new clients in 30 days or something like that. Look past the promises and look for the actual proof, right? And I I did this whenever I had this kind of philosophy that that I followed whenever I'm working for other people and, and managing teams. And I do this now as well. Hire slow and fire fast. It works not just for employees, but for your contractors as an online business owner, as a solopreneur, and for the coaches that you hire, okay? And most importantly, I want, I want you to look at it because this is, this is something that I've been seeing a lot lately in marketing on, uh, from business coaches. It's, I mean, can you Google it? Sure. Or if you could have Googled it, then you would have already been there. So my question in this, as you're doing your research is, can they provide help on the thing that you want to do? Can they provide an ROI beyond what you can take the time to Google and implement, right? So there's a lot of free information out there. There's a lot of people to learn from. And can you Google a lot of this stuff? Sure. Whenever I say, can they help? provide an ROI beyond what you can Google and implement. It's how much time is it going to take you to Google it? How much time is it going to take you to implement it? And then look at what that would actually cost you in terms of your own time, your own investments, and then see, okay, can they provide something that I can't Google? Or can I learn it so much faster from them that it makes sense to learn it directly from them rather than spending all this time Googling and testing out and experimenting and things like that. The biggest thing with with this second step of the process is to learn how to trust yourself because you're going to have opportunities to investigate and research some people who are doing the thing that you want to do and you're going to have some 
feelings about it, right? Uh, some confidence blasts about, oh man, I don't know if I can trust myself to be able to choose the right person because I haven't done it before. Or who am I to say whether or not they're actually going to be the best person for this because they're doing it and I'm not. Trust yourself, right? There's part intuition, part taking in information and actually putting it all together in something that actually works for you. Okay. So as much as you can research, as much as you can kind of online (laughs) delve into all the different things, the best way to determine if they're going to be a good fit for you is to have a chat with them, right? A lot of coaches, especially whenever it comes to having a one-on-one kind of relationship or even a close-knit kind of group community, they have some sort of discovery call or clarity call or opportunity for the two of you to chat to see if you vibe, right? And and that's the thing is you need to go into that discovery call, that sales call, that clarity call with the understanding of you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. And it's a really weird like power dynamic on those types of things. But if both of you go into it to see, okay, let's see if we vibe. Let's see if we could work together. Let's see if you can provide me what I need. And if I'm a good fit to work with you, right? So look for, do you feel like there's a vibe there? Do they feel really stiff and proper and you're looking for a more informal relationship, right? It, it can be something as simple as that. How do they respond to your questions? And yes, you should come with questions. It, it should never be like, I'm just going to sit back and let them interview me and then ask me all these questions because a lot of sales calls become that. But it's not about, are you good enough to work with them? It's, do you guys fit? Do you guys gel? Do you, do you guys actually, should you actually work together? Right? So a really great question that you can ask to validate if you're a good fit or not, and to see how much work they've actually done is ask them, who is your ideal client? And their answer to that and the way that they answer that question can give you so much information about if they are qualified and if it's somebody that you truly want to work with. Okay. I'll say this. Don't say yes if you don't feel it. Right. I am always a person that is, is more aligned with let's take time to process a decision and not make promises when you're happy and not make decisions when you're mad, frustrated, angry, overly emotional, right? Because you don't want to regret those things later. Yes, you can have an intuitive hit like I had on those sales calls so many years ago. You can have an intuitive hit, but that doesn't mean that you don't need time to look logistically at things and say, you know what? I need a couple days to process this or, you know, Don't use that as an excuse to say no. If it's not a good fit, just be like, you know what? I really don't think this is a good fit. I so appreciate your time, but I'm looking for something totally different, right? And their response to that will tell you everything you need to know too. But don't feel like you have to give them a yes if you don't feel it, right? Don't don't feel like you have to say yes or no if you don't feel like you're ready to make a decision. If they're like, well, the special pricing is going to expire as soon as we get off the phone, okay, well, I'm not ready to invest $5,000 right now. So, I mean, if I say yes later, if you want to work with me, you know, I will pay the $6,000 or whatever the difference is, right? So don't be fooled by sales psychology 
but don't feel like you can't say yes if you're like, this is a slam dunk. I already knew going into it that this is what I wanted to do. And you just confirmed everything, right? Take the time if you need it to process, but also don't feel like you have to be completely on guard either, right? If you've done your step two, you've done your research, then you should know going into step three, you should have a really, really good idea as whether or not you're going to vibe with somebody. And this is just kind of like a gut check, right? The final thing that I will say about getting on a sales call, getting on a discovery call, getting on a clarity call is to understand that it's to figure out if the two of you are going to work together. You have nothing to prove to this person and they have nothing to prove to you, but you both need to be open to see if it's a good fit, right? Finally, (laughs) I know there's a few steps. The final step, the final step in this process is know that you're going to need to do the work. Okay. Not just in finding the right coach, but when you hire them, that's not the end of the road. That is the beginning of a relationship. You're going to have to buckle down and create the space in your calendar, in your priority list and integrate the recommendations and advice that coach, that coach is going to give you. Coaches lead you to the answers. They don't do the work for you. Those are, those are contractors. Those are employees. Coaches lead you to the answers. They ask you really, really good questions. They can give you advice based on their own experiences and their own expertise, but they're not going to do the work for you. So you have to be the one willing to say, I'm willing to do the work necessary to make my ROI. That's why myself and a lot of other coaches that I know, we don't make guarantees. Like, I'm not going to give you a money back guarantee if it doesn't work for you because I don't have control over the entire process. You're the one that has to take what I give you and actually use it, right? So I can sit here and I can say, I can give you all the things. I can answer all your questions. I can lead you. I can ask the right questions, but ultimately it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to do the work and how you're going to take what that coach gives you and integrate it into your own business, right? So I like to end each and every episode with an action step that you can implement right now to move forward. And here's your action step for this episode. I want you to write out a list of three to five coaches who you're considering. Go through the process that I just outlined in this episode to help you decide who to hire to support you in this next season. If you are interested in me as a coach, if you're interested in potentially working with me in either an intensive container or a long-term ongoing support container, I have two different options for you. The first is a real results roadmap VIP day in which we will take all the big dreams and vision that you have for your business, break that down into goals, break that down into daily and weekly action steps and habits and then put into a process, a um, goal tracker and metric tracker so that you can see the progress that you're making. So you basically come away with a step-by-step action plan for the next six months. And we do all of this in one day so that you know how to continue to level up your business over the next six to 12 months. So that's one option. And it's one day and it's amazing. And I've had plenty of clients go through this with excellent results. 
If you are wanting something with a little bit more accountability, a little bit more ongoing support, I do have a six month option to work with me one-on-one. It is called Fiercely Focused. It's a six month coaching program. And if you're interested in that, you can apply at aaronhayworth.com forward slash apply. So if you are interested in any of those, you definitely can reach out to me, DM me at Ms. Hayworth on Instagram, and we can have a conversation. We absolutely can hop on the phone and have a conversation as well to see if we vibe, if I'm the right coach for you, and uh, we can go through the whole part of, of uh, step three of this process. So until next time. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to check out the Goal Get It podcast. If you never want to miss an episode, hit subscribe to make sure you're the first to get your new episode every single week. And if you'd like to connect outside your headphones, head on over and send me a DM at miss.aaron.hayworth on Instagram. I can't wait to chat with you more. Chat soon.